events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars, and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Will Israel bomb Iran? Will Iran really receive help from Russia? Are we really living in the end times? Is there hope for the economy? Are people finally waking up to the truth regarding the bioweapon? Er, I mean the vaccine? So many questions. Who's got the answers? We'll find out as we explore the signs of the times. Our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news For Friday, January 20th, 2023. And before you ask, yes, you can get Signs of the Times as a podcast through all the popular podcast sources. Or just visit thewaymedia.net or download the Way Media app to watch the episodes, ask prophecy questions, and read the articles that we discuss. And now, here with the spiritual mouthwash to deal with the world's halitosis is Pastor Mark. Now, I was going to tell a joke about Pastor Mark time traveling, but you guys didn't like it. Oh, that's, no, that's, that's thoughtful. No, that's thoughtful. That's okay. one of those, yeah, stop and think. That's right. So we're going back, and there it is. Yeah, that's the thoughtful. I, I've got to generate some no, again, you positive. Well, okay, smiling is always there, but that was even a little bit of smile with yes. some comments. So this isn't bad. That was okay. No, I like that. You didn't. That's good. That's very the, thoughtful. The, the jokes are now turned very, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, you have to be. We like thinkers on science. Yes, the yes, and you've yes. got to be a thinker to get. You've got to be a thinker to get your, there, get there our you jokes. See, that's yes. how we get out of it. That's how we get out of it. If it's not well, thanks. It, was, it wasn't bad. Once again, Pastor Mark bailing me out from <laughs> lousy jokes. So let's let's get into our news because we've got lots of things to talk about on this uh, episode number two forty seven. For those of you that will enjoy the podcast later, as I look into the future. At 4 o'clock this afternoon when the podcast is released. There you go. Okay. There you go. Uh, Israel National News. If Israel is abandoned, Netanyahu will bomb Iran's nuclear facilities. Well, that's not nice. Yeah, you know, again, here's the thing. Now, remember, the, 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 the atmosphere changed when Netanyahu got back Boy, in. Well, you sure did. Uh, he's a conservative. Now, let me say this. Even the guys on the liberal side, they were talking about bombing Iran, um, even them. That shows you how serious it is. But, Greg, here's what's happening. Nobody's backing them up, and they see what's happening. They're going to have to take action alone. So, do you think the do you think preservation is the common bond between the political the different political factions over in Israel? I believe that's at a, the end of the day. I believe that's a big part of it okay. right now because now they're still they still have their factions and they still do their thing. But look, the bottom line is everybody would like to live. <laughs> uh, you yeah, know, there's a nice thought. Yeah, it says Benjamin Netanyahu is prepared to use military force to destroy Iran's nuclear facilities. Uh, the head of Israel's National Security Council said Monday. Speaking with Channel 12 during the ceremony Monday, marking the transfer of control of the IDF from the outgoing staff chief, Aviv Kachavi, to his successor, Herzi Halevi, National Security Council chief. 
uh, Saki, Saki actually, uh, <laughs> said that, not Saki, but Saki, yes. said that uh, should Israel find itself isolated, here's the thing, isolated, nobody's helping us, without alternatives... Uh, for Iran's nuclear program, Netanyahu would undoubtedly use force to prevent Tehran from realizing its atomic, its atomic ambitions. If we, he said, that quote, if we are abandoned, Prime Minister Netanyahu will attack Iran's nuclear facilities. Now, again, I think, Greg, at some point, this is going to have to happen. Well, it's prophetic. Well, what he was it, just saying was prophetic, because they will be abandoned. Yeah, the Bible tells you're us. Right, you're right. <clears throat> not well. Not, that was good. That was exactly reversed there. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I, I just cleared my throat on air when I pushed the button the wrong time. You heard me, so I said it. Greg's like, anyway. Here's the bottom line. Try to be. That was very unprofessional when I try to be professional. Anyway, no. Here's the bottom line on this thing: is that uh, you know w- when it comes to their facilities, they may have to bomb them. I don't know because if, if they're going to be abandoned, like you said, that's going to happen. But also, uh, this may be the catalyst, Greg. We talked about it. Could be a catalyst. Ezekiel thirty-eight, thirty-nine. You go bomb their facilities. They finally get so yeah. mad. It's like we're coming after you. And I think, look, he has to let them know we're not afraid to take care of business if nobody's going to help us. Because remember, in the Middle East, you show power by showing power. Matter of fact, the weakness America has been showing lately gives people boldness against us, especially in the Middle East and other places, China and other places. But when you show that strength and that boldness, then people know. And like I said, if we they may have to bomb them. But if, if we sound encouraging on that. There's not people that die. These are their facilities. They're taking out facilities. They're not talking about bombing the cities or bombing whatever this kind of thing goes. So, uh, you know, if they, again, I would, Netanyahu, if I was him, Lord, you know, I'd dedicate a song to him. Bomb, 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 bomb. Around. <laughs> just, yeah, just dedicate that to him and say, look, we're not hurting your people, but that's coming. That's what we're going to do. There's my song to you. I send that out through the radio. This one goes out to the Iran Ayatollah. Bomb, bomb, Iran. Let's play it. You know, whatever. So. Anyway, that's that's a classic. <laughs> Rack them. That's fantastic. I love it. Uh, all right, let's get into some Ezekiel 38 and 39 news. This actually dovetails the Israel story, really, if you think about it. Because yeah. here on one side, if we're left alone, we're going to bomb you. And then this is from the Jewish press. Russia to supply Iran with advanced uh, Sukhoi 35, if I pronounced that correctly, yes. fighter jets as early as this spring. So you've got to wonder yeah. if that is in response or knowing that Netanyahu's now in charge, hey, we better give you some help. Well, and get this, Craig, it's not just we better give you some help or probably Iran running to them saying, would you give us some extra help? But it's the yeah. two that are linking up for the help that gets my attention. Yeah. Russia yeah. and Iran. Iran. Again, we know they're allying. We realize that. The but big I mean, coincidence. Yeah, here they are. Russia's going, look, hey, uh, Israel's threatening you. Let's give you some new fighter jets. Come on, guys. We're, we're, you, know, you might as well send them a Bible. Listen what it says. Um, that would be helpful. Sharari Hadari, what a name. Like That's a nice name. A member of the National Security Council in Iran announced in a press interview today that Russia will provide Iran with fourth-generation Sukhoi-35 fighter jets as early as the Persian New Year, March 21st. Additionally, Russia reportedly plans to also supply Iran with helicopters, tanks, defense systems as well. These fighter jets are seen as a major upgrade for the Iranian Air Force as they are much more advanced than the existing 20th century aircraft that Iran possesses. Now, Iran's excited about their new, um, you know, Sukhoi 35s, and I get it, they're fourth generation. But we lead the world in technology on fighter jets. Our, 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 F, I think it's our F- F-35s. Yeah, the new 35s. Let me tell you how they do that. I've told that listeners before, but I want to remind you, if you weren't listening to that program, Israel takes our best jet, and then they modify it better. 
They bring in the the 35s, and then they work on them, and they upgrade them. So their 35s are better than our 35s. So we're giving them the top jet, the fifth generation, 35, I think it's fifth generation that is the 35 now. And it's the best jet in the world for speed, maneuverability, all the things that it has. Um, but also, they upgrade these things, and it's unbelievable. Greg, I don't know. I think it's the F-35s. I know that some of the new, new jets have these, and maybe it's the 35. This was amazing when I was looking into these things. They have a helmet. And, and you may remember, we talked about this, I think. You put the helmet on, and there are cameras all over the plane, right? It links to your glasses, and you literally can see all around the plane. Under you, yeah. you can look around and see, just like you're outside the plane, but you're in the cockpit. So you can see everything going on. It's unbelievable technology. Yeah. And uh, again, it's just fantastic. These yeah. and, and they upgrade them. So my point is this. They may have new jets over there, but the, the jets that the Israelis have would smoke them in a heartbeat. Yeah. Plus, with God's backing, it's not an issue. Uh, you know, I, they can do what they can to try to defend themselves if they want to try to do something. But if Israel wants to go in there and do it, they're going to go in and do it. Yeah. Not to spend too much time on this, but I was just thinking about the fighter jets and all of this. And, uh, you know, and the fact that if Israel were to bomb Iran, uh, but then Ezekiel <clears throat> kind of gives, gives us this indication that that when this attack is going to take place or they're amassed on the border right the questions are going to be coming to russia hey what are you guys doing are you there to take the spoils and things like that so right they're going to be questioning this move and so i'm thinking to myself okay well if they're going to be questioning it then and i'm not saying that iran or, or that israel won't bomb iran but if Israel did bomb Iran, the fact that Russia and Iran, with all of these troops amassing on the border afterwards, would kind of be obvious in response to what Israel's doing. We're just going to come in there and take you out. But yet they're asking. So well, I, I don't know. Just I'll give you a thought about, about yeah, okay. why possibly. Okay. I don't know for sure. But here's the thing. If they bomb Iran, you would expect Iran to invade them. They're not big enough. Well, but again, I'm saying that's what you would expect, though. It'd be like if we if right. we bombed, you know, Mexico, yeah. you wouldn't expect Russia to hit us. Yeah. So what I'm saying is you would expect Iran to, but if Russia moves, the world's going. Why are you guys getting involved? They didn't bomb you. I know you're an oh, ally. I see what you're saying. You're not. A, yeah. I know you're an ally, but we're yeah, ally with a lot a of point. people. We don't get involved. But they bombed Iran. Why are you getting? What are you doing? Yeah. What, what's what's your motive? And now going in, Iran, I get it. What's your motive? Well, they're going in for the, for the reward. They're going in to get probably the natural gas and everything else they can get a hold We're of. We're helping our little brother out. Yeah. I mean, they, of course, and they're going to do it based on greed as well. I don't think it's just so yeah. much because they love Iran. I yeah, think but it's that's be, a good point. Yeah, yeah they're going to say, yeah. look, you know, so I think that, I think there's going to be questions based on that. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, you know, that's why you get the big bucks. That's right. I get, that's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's come back to America. Uh, where we visit the Pew Research Center. These guys are fantastic. Yep. With more fantastic information. Uh, in the United States, they are telling us that 39% of adults, so that's everyone, 39% of our country statistically, yeah. yes. however they do this, not Christians, okay, necessarily, uh, believe humanity is living in the end times. Yeah, this doesn't really surprise me when you look around. And, and again, I would think actually the number should be higher. But let's read yeah. some of this. As this periods of catastrophe and anxiety, uh, such as the coronavirus pandemic, have historically led some people to anticipate that the, the destruction of the world as we know at the end times is near. This thinking often has a religious component that draws on sacred scripture. Now, these are obviously unbelievers. I'll get more on this in a second. Okay. In Christianity, for example, these beliefs include expectations that Jesus will return to the earth after or amid a time of great turmoil. 
The Pew Research Center analysis was conducted as a part of a wider study that explores the relationship between Americans' religious beliefs and their views about environment. Now, notice this. They say, oh, it's because there was a pandemic. No, they have no clue. People that don't know God have no clue. That was only one out of probably 30 reasons we believe this is in the last day. The pandemic. I was already saying we're watching, I believe, the, the return of the Lord very soon before the pandemic ever even hit. There are multiple biblical things happening right now that the Lord said you will see these things happening when I'm about to return. One, you're going to see the world being brought together as a one world government. You're going to see the world brought together in a one world currency. Look, we're seeing that through the WEF and these other things they're pushing for right now. He said you're going to see greater and greater uh, environmental catastrophes. You're going to see more and more earthquakes. You're, all this is happening and we can prove it statistically more than any time in world history since since recorded history. Can't go back and prove it before that, but recorded history. And the Lord said all this would happen. So their viewpoint, interestingly, which makes sense as an unbeliever, their viewpoint is, okay, something bad happened. It's the last days. No, this isn't because something bad happened. It's the last days. This is all the signs that the Lord said would be taking place, one of which was an increase in plagues which goes right along with this, but that's only one of probably 10 or 12 major biblical themes, Greg, that are going on right now at the very same time around the world. So the fact that only 39% believe it, you know, that, that shocks me. I would think that more people would be awake. Even some unbelievers recognize, you know what, we're, this is something's not right. Um, you know, I look at America today and there was another, it wasn't, there's another besides, I think Rasmussen is the one this one came out on. Don't quote me on that. But in the last week or two, Rasmussen, uh, put one out that said basically only 20% of Amer- Americans believe the Bible is, is, um, is, is biblically accurate and literal. Okay. That means 80% of America doesn't believe that the Bible's literal. Think about that. 80% of Americans don't believe the Bible's literal. That includes the church. Yeah. We're talking, look. There's a there's a lot of people who go to church in America, but when you see the, these Rasmussen polls that say 80 percent don't believe the Bible's literal, you're going, oh my goodness, we're in big trouble. And and I go back to this thing. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more like 25 percent. You know, Greg, my theory. I always use that theory when the Lord gave the whole parable of sowing the seeds. There was only 25 percent that were truly following God. You had the seed sown on the hard ground, the birds took it away. You had the second group sprung up quickly, but yeah. because of the sun, it didn't last. There was no depth. You had the third group that sprung up, but all the weeds, the cares of this world, riches, etc., swallowed up, so it produced no fruit. So the first three, none of them produced fruit. None of them, none of them in that parable. The only one that produced fruit was the 25 percent at the very end, where he said, "And some seed planted, they had good fruit." The tree, it grew and they had fruit. That's only 25%. I, I'm not saying that that's God's clue or some kind of hidden thing, but whenever I've seen these polls over the years, and I've watched all these polls come through, the, it usually comes out to somewhere about 25% of people believe the Bible and recognize what's going on. And that's about exactly what God said would happen. Yeah. About 25% of America, I believe, probably really knows God, probably really knows the Bible. But, Mark, you mean only 25%? You're seeing all these people. Look, I'm saying the Lord said the gate is narrow, at least to life, and few there be that find it. And a lot of people are playing church. And if you're listening to this right now, and you don't know that you know God, and you know you're living in sin, you may be one of them that's playing church. And it's time to wake up and repent and be a part of the 25% that are going to be in the kingdom of God. Now, only God knows I'm not saying that's, I'm not taking that as doctrine. I want to back up, not all the theologians out there that may be getting upset. I understand that. I understand theology as well. I'm saying, you look at the parable he gave, there's a consistent 25, and over the years, 30 some years of walking with the Lord, I can't say all of them, but I have seen a lot of them cross my desk 
these surveys that end up being somewhere around 25% of some, wherever they do the survey, believe the Bible literally. And then I go back to that parable and say, that's what the Lord said. About 25% are going to really bear fruit and really believe my word because the seed represents his word. And he's saying, I'm throwing my word out there. And three-fourths of those who are getting that word, don't. one group doesn't even pay attention to it. They completely just ignore it. It falls on hard ground. The birds eat it up. The next group, they get excited for a minute, but they go right back to their sin. The third group, they, they just want their nice car, their nice house. They want fame. They're, they're chasing the dream or whatever their dream is, and they don't produce any fruit. There's only 25% in that. They just go saying, I'm loving the Lord. I'm going for it. I'm, 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 listen, I encourage all our listeners, be that 25%. Press in, uh, because I think the clock is ticking. And even if the clock's not, the clock's always ticking, but even if the Lord's not about to come back at any moment, which I believe he is, and the Bible says we're to be watching, at some point you're going to him. You're going to him. So if he didn't come back, your, your body's going to shut down and boom, you're out of here. And as you said, you know, we've talked about before, Greg, we're watching people just drop dead all over the world right now, uh, in huge numbers. Um, you know, and, and, and it just, again, nobody knows when their day's going to be. We need to be ready. Yeah. Which, sadly, we talked about well over a year ago. Yes, we did. That this day was coming. We did. And, and again, we'll, I think we have an article that gets into some of the excess yeah. excess mortality is out the roof. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's um, you know, again, that's a whole other subject. Yeah. But anyway. Well, back to what you were talking about earlier. Uh, I was speaking with someone a few days ago who does not believe that God's word is inerrant. Sad. That's so sad. And to so, and, and, and they claim and, to be a believer, right? Yes. Okay. All right. And so, I said, if that's true, then, then who is the arbiter of what is right and what is wrong? That's right. In God's word. That's right. Who's what is say? truth and what is false? Yep. In God's word, and that person couldn't give me an answer. That's because there is no answer, Greg. Here's the bottom line: if you believe that that some of God's word is not inerrant, that it really isn't God's word, then what? How can you depend? It's on, all up for grabs. How can you depend on any of it? Yeah. It look, look. If you believe that lie from Satan, and I'm talking to all our listeners, yeah. if you believe that lie from Satan, and it is a lie from Satan, then it totally discredits the entire rest of the Bible. Now, do I believe there have been people that maybe haven't translated it properly? Yes. Do I believe there have been people that, that kind of stuff happens? But if you go back to the ancient documents that God has preserved and you look at what it says, it is consistent. It was proven by the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's consistent. God said what he meant. He meant what he said. His word never fails. And God said, let every man be shown a liar and, I, and, and, and my word be shown true. And a lot of it, Greg, is because people don't want to look foolish. They want to fit in with the world. They don't want to be name called. And so this whole stuff like millions of years comes in in Genesis. And so people that, you know, you don't want to look foolish. So yeah, it must be millions of years, and and then you start coming up with all these crazy explanations as to how it could be millions of years. Well, right now, you're undermining the Bible. You're undermining it. God says when it was, it's thousands of years. He lays it out literally. He reaffirms it over and over, what Yom Day means all through the Scripture. He he, he confirms it later in Deuteronomy. I mean, I could go on forever. The point is, I want to challenge our listeners. Are the things that you doubt about the Bible because you don't want to look stupid? In the world's eyes. In in the world's eyes. Is that what it is? Because here's the bottom line. When the Lord comes back, it's not going to be the believer in his word that looks stupid. It's going to be the one that doesn't believe his word that's going to look stupid. Those who believe his word are going to have glory and stand with him and have reward. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Those who don't believe his word, there's going to be shame connected to that. And I don't want to be that person. I'm going to believe his word. And I'll make this statement as well. I would rather believe God's word literally as he says it. 
All right, and and when literal, I mean obviously explaining the the uh, the pictures that are used. There are pictures in Scripture. We know that. Yeah. But a literal meaning to the picture behind it. Okay. Literally believe the Bible. I would rather do that and stand before God one day and Him say, "Well, Mark, I really appreciate your heart. You just believed everything, and it wasn't all true, but you believed it all, and so I just way to go. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'd rather that than stand before Him and not believe it and Him say, "Why didn't you believe me?" Well, Lord, because we have these scientists, and they said, whoa, whoa, stop right there. Those are men. I'm God. Why did you believe men over me? Lord, they had a white coat. Well, anybody can buy a white coat. (laughs) Anybody can buy a white coat. Yes. But, but Lord, they had their studies. How often did did you see the science change while just you were alive? Like every year, Lord. Okay, enough said. My word is eternal. It will never fail. You should have believed me. But I still love you. Mm-hmm. You're saved. Enter into the kingdom. I, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want to stand before him and go. I, I would. I would rather him rebuke me and say, "You were wrong, Mark. You believed my word. You were just wrong. But I love you for believing it. And I just. What? I just want to. I don't know. Trick people. So I said things that weren't right, and you believed it. And so whatever. I would rather that than stand there before him and say, "Why didn't you just believe me? What? What did I not?" prove to you how did i not show myself real where you would know that i'm a big enough god to write my word and i'm a big enough god to preserve it did you not believe i was big enough to preserve my word you think that man can override my power and change my word you think i would let them do that when your eternity is at stake shame on you mark shame on you mark no i don't want to be that guy i believe your word lord every bit of it i'd rather be a fool on judgment day than to be a fool knowing i didn't believe it and you know and you've known this to be true i've known this to be true If you're a Christian and you are an expositor of God's word and you're going verse by verse from Genesis to Revelation, you you can't help but have your faith bolstered as you see God's word perfectly fit together that scripture interprets scripture. And and the more that you do it, the more you find. Right. Uh, I'm sharing with the class on Sunday. I, I call the Bible the infinite onion because I can keep peeling. And there's a layer after layer after layer of just truth and, and, and intricacy and how God has put it all together right. that we will just continue to explore. Yeah. And it'll never stop. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking about that this morning, uh, uh, that you're on Sunday mornings that you're going through Daniel in your last teaching in Daniel, how you tied in the prophecies of Isaiah and how Daniel shared that with Cyrus, you know, that, that God spoke about him, that, you know, you're going to be an integral part to the future of Israel and the rebuilding of the, I mean, it just, you know, we could go just like the Bible goes on and on and on. We could go on and on about that. So, well, you know, Alexander the Great yeah. did the same thing. The priest met him and told him, hey, you're, you're going to conquer the world, and here's, here you are in Scripture. And, <laughs> and because of that, he spared Jerusalem. Yeah. He spared Jerusalem. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is amazing. God's Word, I mean, it's just like so. And yet, how many people, they want to doubt God's Word. And, and, and again, I want to just say, I want to challenge you again. How yeah. big is your God? Listen to me. How big is your God? Is your God so little? That he can't preserve his own word. His own word. Among a world of sinners. Is he so little he can't write a book and preserve it? If your God's that little, my friend, you've got the wrong God. And you need to turn to the God of the Bible. Yeah. Well, I trust somebody needed to hear that today. Absolutely. Because that was, uh, that was definitely not in the, uh, in the, 
li- stack of documents. And so, Greg, repent right yes, now. Right I will, now, live I will, on the air. Yes, I'm, turn I'm going, from your evil I'm, ways. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to turn my, from my evil ways and turn to the one world government. There you go. Uh, <laughs> because there are a bunch of great guys, yes, really. Right. Uh, this is from CNN Business. What we learned at the Davos SmackDown. The economy is a mess, but there's still hope. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that what we're learning? Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about this Davos. Again, those Davos followers out there, you know that it ended this week, and so that was kind of their main thing. <laughs> Davos so, followers. Yeah. Davos devotees. There you go. That's right. Uh, so if you're a Davos diva, this is for you. Um, but here's the, you know, the bottom line is, is that, as, as you guys know, they gather there every year, the World Economic Forum, and they talk about how they're going to take over the planet. Now, they've been doing this for years and years and years, and people just kind of ignored it until finally. It, it got so obvious that now everybody knows what's going on, and so they're watching them. And it's interesting, Greg, uh, even before we talk about some of the things they talked about, it took so much heat this year because of all the ways they're so openly being exposed. Many of those that were invited canceled. They didn't come. They canceled their invitations. That's never happened, as far as I know, to this degree yeah, interesting. with Davos. Yeah. Uh, we saw Yuval Noah Harari not even show up this time, which is kind of the one they called the prophet, if you will, uh, of the world, the new world order and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Klaus Schwab was very... Um, kind of discreet. You didn't see him. I think he made a comment, and kind of that was it the whole time. He was kind of out of the spotlight. Uh, you had guys like Al Gore and John Kerry, you know, looking foolish. Honestly, um, you know, Al Gore doing this big rant and rave about about you know the the environment. Everything's gonna like you said, we're all gonna die by twenty twelve. I think you yes. said that's what. And that was you know, of course, he didn't say that, but he said that years ago. So people are making fun of him because he's doing it again. Yes. And um, then you had John Kerry saying talking about that extraterrestrials had brought them there, had brought the elite of the world together to save the planet. Now, again, this is nutso stuff, but, and we talked about the fact, there you go. It's interesting, Greg, he said extraterrestrials, and we talked about this before the show, technically, the the, the fallen angels, the demons, they are extraterrestrial. They're outside of our terrestrial, if you will. And so they fly around the earth, they fly around the heavens. So in a sense, they are extraterrestrials. And I think a lot of these people that think flying saucers and little green men brought them, people here and dropped them off on the planet, because they say that happened, and they're, now they're going to come and wipe the planet out and save the elites, like John Kerry, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, now, when you say elites, are these like the Disney Plus members? I guess. I is don't that, know. It's Earth Plus. Earth Plus. Earth Plus membership. Earth Plus membership. Yeah, yeah, is that Earth, Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if you, if you had the elite membership. Then yes. You, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, but, but the bottom line is is that these these they are extraterrestrial in the sense of the demonic realm, and so there are beings outside of our planet who are deceiving the John Kerry's of the world and the Al Gore's of the world. I know these people that were there. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's a true thing, but they don't know that. But, but again, this whole thing was they're talking about being a master of the future was the theme this year. Master, master of the future. Master of the future. Even, even the, the name and the terminal, even Elon Musk was mocking the name. You know, who's the master? What are you guys doing? Seriously. So that's how it's becoming mainstream. And it didn't used to be yeah. mainstream. But when you see this kind of stuff, uh, that's the bottom line. They're, they're kind of doing these, um, you know, the environment, of course, the climate's the big thing. You got to save the planet. It's all the same things over and over, but they're getting exposed and uh, they're being shown for what they are. And Greg, this is one of the reasons I said we may get, I don't know, we may get uh, a little reprieve from the Lord on this because God seems to be exposing these guys. And look, we know that the world is going to become a one world government. We know there we will know. be it's a one happen. world cu- uh, currency. We know there's going to be a one world leader. All this is going to happen. It just looked like it was about to, and it may still 
but now with some of this stuff falling apart, I mean, the whole thing with the uh, the, the the coronavirus is starting to fall apart. We're seeing a lot of the fraud that went into that. Even the um, the head of the CDC um, admitting the other day, or it, it's Walensky. No, it's just a woman. It's in the White That's House. That's Wal- Oh, well, uh, Walensky's the head of the CDC. Dark haired lady. Is yeah. That her? Okay. Yeah, Walensky. She, she came out and said, "You know what? We actually we, we really got the numbers wrong on the deaths. We, we were including everybody that died with COVID as dying oh. from COVID." She admitted it. Well, we which knew. is what we said. All we, we knew okay. it. No, we Never knew mind. it. I know it's frustrating. Here's the thing. Uh, rant and rave. We're going to steal that. Yeah, no, we're going to steal it back. Somebody get it. it back. Yeah. Anyway, but here's what happened, Greg. They used all this hype to make the world freak out. And everybody jump on board with masks and lockdowns and shots. They, they did that, and yet they knew what they were doing. They deceived everyone. It's coming out now they were deception. Again, Fox News today saying Fauci, they got some new emails being released that they got a hold of, that Fauci came out and said, let's try to squelch this lab theory. Don't, <sighs> don't let people know it came out of the lab. I mean, they know it did. He's trying to hide it. I mean, these Be sure your sin will find you out. Well, yeah, and that's, here's what I'm saying. All this now, their stuff being rushed to the forefront. Now, the hardcore believers who just don't want to see the truth, they're going to stand firm no matter what. Right. But the majority of the public is going, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We've been duped. They're starting to see the guy behind the curtain at the, you know, yes, at odds. the little man. They yes. see him turning the wheel, you know, running back and yes. forth and going, this has been a big charade, and you've duped a huge portion of the world here and all this kind of stuff. So could they do it again as easily? The answer is no. Uh, could this be a thing that slows things down some from this fast move toward this one world whatever? Maybe. We may be getting a reprieve. I don't know. Only time will tell. But I'm thankful that this stuff is now being exposed because this is good news yeah. that people are figuring it out. You know, again, I expect believers to figure it out because we have the Spirit of God and we have the Word of God. I don't expect the world to figure it out. But now the world is starting to see what we've been talking about for years. They're starting to see it. And and it's like it's exciting um, because it could be a turning point or a yeah. slowdown point. It's going to end up there, yeah. we know, but we may slow this thing down, which would be great. Yeah. These are the signs of the times. That's our weekly look at Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, January 20th, 2023 on WIAM LP Knoxville. It's our weekly live broadcast on radio that we uh, send through the Davos Smackdown machine and turn it go. into a podcast. There you go. The Davos Smackdown. The just Davos finished. Smackdown right. just That's finished. Right. Al Gore Episode. from the top rope coming down. He's on swap. <laughs> yes. He's got the bionic elbow. Oh, 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 oh. Headlock. Yes. I'm picturing all of it. I'm picturing all of it. That's fantastic. Gory. And what, uh, Al Gore. Yes, I get it. Yes. Allegory. Al- <laughs> uh, let's see. Sorry. Anyway, I just can't help it. All right, okay. here we go. All right, let's move all right. on. Well, anyway, Moving this, right along. Wait. This is, we, we apologize for that technical interruption. <laughs> this is episode. difficulty is the guy on the show. This is episode 247. <laughs> By the way, if you don't know this, today is National Coffee Break Day. Oh, let's just, you know what? We'll be back in a minute, guys. Yes. Everybody, don't leave your radios. We're going to go get a cup of coffee. Please don't leave. We'll be back. Yes. So Sorry. enjoy your caffeinated beverage today. Yes, there you go. You are allowed. Yes. You're, so if you're a caffeine, if you're a caffeine, you yes. are allowed. There you go. Always love those listener questions. This one's coming from Liz, who enjoys Signs of the Times in Seymour, Tennessee. Yes. And her question is about the prophet parallel with John the Baptist. She says, I was listening to today's episode of Come to the Table. For those of you that don't know, Come to the Table is the daily Bible radio program featuring the teaching of Pastor Mark Kirk, Senior Pastor of Calvary Knoxville. And you can get that on the Way Media app, by the way, if you don't listen to WIM. But I digress. Yes. All right. And now, and it was mentioned that someone in the WEF was referred to as a prophet. And I believe we're, we're speaking about 
Yuval Noah Harari. That's correct. The pastor Mark was talking That's about. That's right. Uh, she says, this has me wondering, since the Antichrist is a mockery of Jesus, could the prophet mentioned in Revelation show up before the Antichrist as a mockery of John the Baptist coming before Jesus? What's your thought? Yeah, first of all, I would say I think you nailed it, Liz. And uh, now, let me, let, me, let me just say this. Do I know for a fact he'll show up early like John did? I can't say for certain, but I highly suspect that he will to some degree or fashion, and here's why. Again, one of the things that you have to look at in Revelation is, well, first of all, let me say this. When it comes to Satan, he mocks and imitates everything God does. Everything. And why would he do that? He wants to be God. And since God did everything perfect... There's nowhere to go up from what God did, but just try to be like God. If God did it, then that's the right thing to do, and you can't go up from there, so just do it. And one main example of that relating to this would be, of course, you have the Holy Trinity in the Bible, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Revelation teaches that there will be, in the last days, an unholy trinity. And what will the unholy trinity be? It'll be Satan, uh, the false messiah, uh, the Antichrist, if you will, and the, and the false prophet. All three of those are going to be there. The false prophet, look, in the true Trinity, the Holy Spirit points everybody to Jesus, and then Jesus gets them to the Father, okay, through his blood on the cross. Uh, On the unholy Trinity, this false prophet will point everyone to the Antichrist and lift him up as God, and he, he will get everybody to Satan, if you will. So this is how this is going to work. Now, because John showed up six months in advance, it would not surprise me for Satan to time it, something like that, in advance, as much as God lets him know when he can pull the trigger, to show up in advance, maybe even six months, getting the world ready for this new world leader that's going to come in and save the planet from all these problems that we have going. So, yes, to answer your question, I think it's a great question. It's a thoughtful question. I think you're right on target, and it's very possible we see that happen. Which, by the way, um, our producer back there, I guess, I don't know, is that what you call uh, Abby, would she be our producer? Uh, she's, our vid- she? she's our video producer. Our video producer, mm-hmm. Abby, who happens to be my daughter, uh, brought up a very good point about this. Uh, and, and again, you know, if, if indeed God allows... Um, this, she's mortified right now that you're she, mentioning her name. That's all right. She's, she's now famous. I can and, feel it. Yes, there's thousands of people all over the planet. <laughs> hundreds at least. Yes, hundreds, yes. hundreds. There's five in this office at least <laughs> who now know her name. Anyway, um, but she brought up a great point. And that is, if indeed God does allow this uh, false prophet to come on the scene early and reveal himself and start kind of announcing this coming Messiah, I mean, technically, biblically, we, the church could still be here and hear that guy and see that guy. Uh, the Bible doesn't, you know, the, again, you, we always think about people looking for the, 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 the we say you're not going to know who the Antichrist is because the rapture will take place first. But I've never thought about you may know the false prophet because he may show up early and we may actually know who the guy is. I don't know. Time will tell. But intriguing thoughts. Uh, you're going to see an imitation of what God is doing. So, Liz, to answer your question, it would not surprise me. And that is a very thoughtful question. Now, let's talk about Yuval Noah Harari. Yes. And you've all heard of him. You've and you've all heard, heard, you've all heard yes, of him. Yes, I know. You know, I know. Ideas, I can... Now, you're full of rim shots yes, today. You right, really. All right. I need to. Be, actually, I just need to keep my cursor on the rim shot. Uh <laughs> So we know we've 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 talked about Yuval before. We've read his statements. I yes. mean, honestly, it's almost as if he was reading out of the Bible some yeah. of the things that he said. Yeah, especially like coming out of Daniel, and uh, I mean, yeah. just absolutely amazing. Yeah. What do you think the possibility is that he is the false prophet, but he's not really getting that? national recognition, national, global recognition 
as the false prophet? Is, yeah. are, are, the, are, are what we're seeing out of Yuval just the warm-ups? No, it, it could be. See, we don't know. It could be warm-ups. It could be just a headwinds, as we talk about. He could be the one. Here's the thing. He's not pointing to any in particular. No, he's any. not. So, so, But he could. If he starts pointing to the man, but the, I would think that's interesting. Because the world's um, leaders are looking to him as a prophet yes. of sorts. Now, and I'll tell you what. What what sweetens the pot a little bit or makes it more interesting is is the Antichrist I think will most certainly be Jewish, and the reason I say that is, but also Muslim. Well, there could somehow. be there could be a mixture here. Mixture, yes. yeah, because uh, the Jews number one would never receive uh, a non Jewish Non-Jew, yeah. uh, Messiah, and you're right, Greg. It could be kind of a mixture of Messiah of 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 Arabic Arabic. Uh, Arab descent as well yes. could be a person that's half Arab, half Jewish, because you got to remember the Muslims have to accept this guy as well. Um, so when you put that all together and realize, look, if you're going to mock the Messiah, he's Jewish. You're going to have to be Jewish, um, and 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 the Jews wouldn't receive anybody else. But also there could be that mixture you said uh, as you brought up of the Arab side because they need to also receive him and they will receive him. And and Yuval uh, Harari is Jewish. That doesn't again. I don't think he's the Antichrist. But again, he's Jewish. Could he be the false? Could he be the the uh, false prophet? False prophet. He, he could yes. be. We've always talked about the false prophet being probably a pope, uh, because it's kind of a the, the, it's it's a world religious leader. Yes. So so I, I at this point I would lean more toward a pope type figure, but we don't know for sure. So we have to wait and see. Only you know time will tell. But we the interesting thing to me again was what uh, uh, you know was brought up uh, by Abby, and that is could this guy show up before we're even taken out of here? I mean that that's very intriguing. Um, and, and very interesting. Wow. If, if that were to happen and we were here to see that, man, it's like grab your luggage and head to the hills no because kidding. no kidding. I mean, yeah, that's going to be super. But quick. now remember, it says there's going to be many who will say they are the Messiah. So that's we're going to see a lot of, a lot false, of false, a lot of false Christ yeah. going to show up. So, you know, it would take discernment and understanding and all that kind of thing. Yeah. We couldn't just say, yes, this is it. This is the guy. He's saying it. We'd have to use great caution and yeah. not just jump on the bandwagon yeah. because the, it could be wrong. But either way, look, here's the bottom line. We're looking for the Christ. Not the Antichrist or the false prophet, but this just brings up a very intriguing thought. Could the false prophet show up, you know, before either of them? So that's very interesting. Yeah. If you've got a question like Liz, you know what to do. Head to thewaymedia.net or download the WayMedia app to ask your prophecy question to Pastor Mark. All right, let's get into some Jew hate, because that's always happening in the world. This is from Israel Today, Jordanian control of the temple. Uh, the, I'm sorry, Jordanian control of the Temple Mount will destroy the quote-unquote status quo. Yeah. What's this all about? Now, that's interesting, because right now, the Jordanians actually have kind of authority over it. At yeah. the moment. They're kind of the ones responsible for watching over it. Pastor Mark, haven't they always had control over it well, since the reformation of Israel well, in the well, yeah, or somewhere in the 50s, well, maybe? Definitely, yes. I, you don't have to see when they actually took control. I know and definitely in 1967, okay. when Israel took over the Temple Mount and everything, when they recaptured Jerusalem, yeah. I know they, they allowed Jordanians to over see it now greg honestly i'd have to look i guess i've never thought about whether or not jordan was controlling it before that or not i don't know maybe our listeners will know we try to find that answer for you but since 67 for sure okay either way um they they right now they're kind of like um they're like the, the the security team over the temple mount but they don't have like total um, you they're, know, they're like a, a neutral party, so to speak, to keep the peace between yeah. the Arabs and the Jews. And, up there and everybody the looks to them to kind of yeah. run it. Okay, they're yeah. running it. But now again, but they're not like the dictators of it. And here's the problem: if they, be, if they, what the article is saying is, if they do that, this could break the status quo. Let's just read some of it. Jordan is on a campaign to seize the Jewish holy sites 
including the Temple Mount and even the Western Wall. If the Biden administration supports the status quo on the Temple Mount, why is it speaking in positive terms about Jordanian authority over the site? Jordan wants to end the status quo that allows Jews to visit the Mount and even opposes Jewish prayer at the Western Wall. So the bottom line is that Jews have been going up there, and now some more prominent Jews. There was a new MK, one of the officials, one of, we call him a congressman from the Knesset, went up there here recently, right after they, the elections were won by Netanyahu. They all had a fit, just like they did when Ariel Sharon went up there. Anybody that has official position goes up there, they all freak out. If, if just a Jewish person goes up, it's not so bad. They kind of sneak up there from time to time. They go up there. Mm-hmm. But when somebody prominent goes up, they all freak out. You know, the Jews are trying to take over the Temple Mount or whatever. How dare they try to take what God gave them? Dramatic pause. Um, but either way, uh, that's what they're trying to say. So Jordan's going, look, we got to stop anything from coming up here. We can't let the Ariel Sharon's of the world and these guys come up here. Uh, he says the Palestinian Arabs, for example, April 15th, 2022, dropped stones on Jewish worshipers at the Western Wall 50 feet below. Following the incident, Jordanian Prime Minister Bishar al-Qasaw however I'm sorry, Bishur, we'll call him, uh, spoke to the Jordanian parliament and said, and I quote, I congratulate all Palestinians and all Jordanian Islamic WAFC workers, that is those that are overseers of the Temple Mount, that's what the WAFC is, who stand as tall as a turret, and a turret is where the, they do their call to prayers in, those big tall things you see yeah. that look like a rocket, yeah. uh, as tall as a turret, and those who throw stones at pro-Zionists who defile the Al-Aqsa Mosque, he said. So, uh, again, they they're 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 at peace on paper but when it comes down to the temple mount or really working with them they're not friends at all and uh they're wanting to basically shut down any jewish activity up there at all and no greg this is interesting why would they start crying because here's what's happening people recognize the pressure building on letting the jews back on the temple mount so now that the pressure is building because they haven't been even trying to get on the temple mount the jewish people haven't yeah and so nobody's saying anything. Suddenly, doors are opening. Leaders are going up there. People are talking about a re- rebuilt third temple. Sacrifices, you know, all this kind of stuff. And Whoa, no, no, no. We want zero Jews up here. We don't even want them at the Western Wall. We're going to do everything. So, listen, they're crying out because they realize they're threatened. The Antichrist is going to be the one that opens that door for them to go back up on that temple mount and not just do sacrifices and go up there, but to build the third temple before Jesus comes back. So you're going to see a lot more squealing going on, so to speak, by the, those when they see the pressure building on them. And crises always bring control, yep. and uh, a prophetic crisis on the Temple Mount would definitely bring the control of the Antichrist through a peace treaty. Yes. So yeah. that's a good that's a good barometer for us to say how you know how close are we? Yeah, really. Well, again, for them in crisis alone, for yeah. us in Christ alone. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> I like that. You want to know what uh, you know that 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 deserves that deserves applause. There really, right. I mean, that, you're just you're just you're on fire I got some today. Sleep last night, I'm, I got some. Sleep. I'm I'm in I'm in awe. Yeah, right. I'm in radio awe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're all just amazed at the nothingness of it all. All right. <laughs> it's time for bad actors, bad intentions, bad outcomes, bad breath, bad everything. Oh my goodness. Pestilence, plagues, disasters, Uh-oh. and corruption. Yes. Uh, officials say this is from Fox News. Officials say Omicron subvariant XBB. possibly more likely to infect those who are vaccinated. Shocker. Don't download it. That's the, do, do not get do the XBB.1.5 da- version. Yes, don't get that It'll version. Don't virus. download it. Yes, don't it'll give you don't download it. New yes. York health officials are warning residents that the infections <laughs> of the Omicron subvariant may be more likely to infect people who have already been vaccinated or infected with COVID-19. Listen to what they just said. <laughs> 
It's saying if you had the shot, you have a greater chance of catching COVID. Greg, we talked about this last week. The vaccine that's supposed to prevent you from getting the virus is now promoting the virus. It's not a vaccine. They changed the language. A vaccine is something where you get part of the real thing to stop it. I know you know this, but for our listeners. But the shot is is not a vaccine. They did that for political reasons. It's not a vaccine. I changed the name. I called it a bioweapon. Yes. Well, here's the bottom line. We saw last week, in a, if, if you've gotten the booster, fourth one or whatever, they were saying that you're 300 more times likely to catch this new variant. So this is saying the same thing. What they're finding is if you're taking all the shots, you're, you're more apt to catch COVID. The very thing is supposed to stop. It is, it is, it is maddening. It goes on, and I quote, the Omicron subvariant now accounts for 73% of all sequenced COVID-19 cases in New York City. That is 73% are Omicron, and these are people that had the shot. According to the Department of Health and Mental Hygiene uh, tweeting on Friday, um, the XBB is the most transmissible form of COVID that we know to date, may be more likely to infect people who have been vaccinated or had the shot or already already or already had COVID-19 now again they're saying already had it I I you know again I don't believe that I'm there because here's the bottom line there may be some connection to that or whatever but you have natural immunity if you just caught it the problem is it's is with the shot is messing with immunity says the department added that getting vaccinated against the virus including receiving the updated booster shot listen what they say they just said that if you have the shots you have a greater chance of catching COVID now let that sink in. Now, let's, now listen to this next statement, Greg. So here's what I would expect the next the next line to say. Okay. So don't get the shot. Everybody stop. Get no more shots. We realize there's a flaw here. This is not going like we thought. Stop. Okay. But instead it says this. But they said receiving the updated booster shot remains the best way to protect yourself. Oh, my word. Against variants. Are they not even listening I, to themselves? I, I just go, I, 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 Greg, is, is the booster is, shot, Pastor Mark, is the booster shot any different in its chemical makeup than the original shot? Look, I to give the exact latest update information, I want to admit right now, I'm not positive. Okay. But it's my understanding, it's the same, it's basically the same shot from the beginning, which means with the variants, it, there's nothing <sighs> that's going to help it, it, we don't even have that variant around anymore. This whole thing is crazy. It has become political. It's become this this thing that, as I said before, Greg, it's spiritual. It's not just it political. Is. It's mostly it is a spiritual. spiritual battle at the end of the day. Here's the bottom line. The idea that yeah. Satan is trying to push is get the whole world on board with everyone doing the same thing so that when it comes time for the mark of the beast... Everyone will take it because it's for the good of mankind, it's for the good of the world, and you've got this thing. This is very spiritual. It's very Revelation 13, heading toward the mark of the beast. And again, it just, it's, it, you have to know it's spiritual because it makes zero sense. It is not even reasonable to say what they're saying, and yet they keep saying it. It's like, what is it going to take? It's shocking to me. Shocking, shocking, shocking. Um, anyway, I, I could go on forever, but we don't have forever. Well, we've got this next story, and maybe you can continue to ride this one. Uh, this is from Reuters. Uh, the U.S. FDA and the CDC see early signal of possible Pfizer bivalent COVID shot link to strokes. Yes, and actually bivalent. Is it is bivalent? It yep. I wasn't sure. That's all right. No, you know, when like, I looked at that, I'm, I, I thought of bivalent, bivalent. I wouldn't have known that had I not I've heard, heard all I've, this, Greg. I've heard it both ways. Yeah, that's just, and yeah okay. The bottom <laughs> line is, well, what happen. they're doing is, on this, what it is, is they're saying the bivalent shot, what they're saying is, is they're giving these shots that contain, and we can take a moment to discuss this, they're talking about all future shots containing multiple mRNA technologies to take care of multiple things all in one shot. For example, so the, well, for example, so next year they're saying the COVID nineteen shot will also, or or your the flu shots 
for next fall. Oh, it's already included. They're saying we'll already include the COVID-19 mRNA uh, 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 dose. So you're getting both at the same time. So if you go get your flu shot, you're also going to get, unknowingly, the mRNA COVID-19 shot. And so what that does is now you're double coverage in one shot. Greg, they've gone so far to say, on record, Pfizer's saying their goal is, up to this point, is 11 different mRNA uh, bivalence, bivalent is two. Right. So I don't know what 11 would be. You know, whatever that number would be, it wouldn't be but decavalent. It would be one more than that. I don't know. I think it's the mark of the beast. Well, I'm either way, sure. they're going to have 11 different mRNA technologies in one shot to take care of all of these things at once, they say. Now, if we have seen the difficulties in the one mRNA technology shot they're doing, what do you think is going to happen when people get these bivalent, two of them, and what do you think is going to happen if they get 11? I mean, what what is going to happen it's not good. Are people uh, just going to die quicker? I, you know, I just, Greg, I, I, the whole thing to me is is insane um, what they're doing. Let me read some of the article okay. here, and, and we'll, we'll talk more about this. It says, a safety monitoring system flagged that U.S. drug maker Pfizer incorporated the German partner Biotech updated COVID-19 shot could be... Um, could be linked to a type of brain stroke in older adults. Now, again, they were saying, Greg, it's the older adults that need this. Remember, even till recently, they were saying, look, we don't want to I give know. it to the young anymore because we're seeing in the young they're getting uh, myocarditis. So we don't want to give it to the young. Just give it to the old and those that are the, in most danger. Now they're saying the old are the ones in danger from the shot of having strokes, according to the preliminary data analyzed by U.S. health authorities. The U.S. Disease, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Food and Drug Administration said on Friday that a CDC vaccine database had uncovered possible safety issues in which people 65 and older were more likely to have a stroke 21 days after receiving the Pfizer-BioNTech bivalent shot uh, compared within days 22 and 44. A stroke, also known as a brain ischemia, I think it's an ischemic stroke, is caused by blockages in the arteries that carry blood to the brain. Now, again, we know we've seen a lot of strokes and heart attacks connected here. And that's all from the spike protein, is it not? Yeah, there's, there's, yes, there's so much going on here. But again, I want to just, you know, again, for our listeners that, that you know, have, if, to calm down any fears, the greatest dangers they're seeing are those that go get multiple shots, okay? And so the people that are all in and getting all these, that's why we saw over, for example, in Europe, they were forcing all these shots on all their athletes. I mean, all the way like four shots, five shots, six shots on these things, and they start having these horrible consequences over there. Um, and I think that really, uh, when they saw what happened here recently you know, in the NFL, I think it kind of got some people's attention because you've been seeing this happening in Europe, and suddenly, wow, on an American football field, a guy just gets cardiac arrest, and he's like this at the peak of his on life. On a team that boasted 100% compliance with yes, being vaccinated. exactly. And so there's so many things here. Is what it's happening is, is people are going, look, there's some people that are genetically disposed that this doesn't work well with their system. And, and so now they're, the crazy thing to me is they're talking, rather than backing down, you would think, Greg, they would freak out and say, look, let's put all the brakes on and back down. They're pressing forward full, full speed ahead. Now, why would they do that? Number one, I'm going to give, two, I'm gonna give every, an understanding for our listeners. In the spiritual realm, they're pressing forward because, again, Satan wants to do things to, you know, as much damage as he can to mankind. And so anything that can produce any kind of damage and if continued use, he's going to continue to try to push, right? Right, right. But on the earthly level, why would they do it? Understand, this has been a massive moneymaker. There are so mm. many people that have become millionaires, Greg, and billionaires from this shot. Matter of fact, the reason you're not hearing more complaints from the Congress and the Senate, well, when they found out they're going to mandate these shots and they're going to start forcing everybody to take these and people in workplaces, what greater investment can you make 
than a worldwide forced bill that everybody has to pay. Somebody's got to pay for all this. If you buy into the company and get stock, that stock's going to jump out the roof. And if you're on board, you're going to suddenly become a millionaire, maybe a billionaire, depending on how much you've invested. So if you're not thinking about the consequences of what's going to happen, and all you're thinking about is the dollar, then you're going to invest in that. You're going to gain lots of income and money on that. And I think, Greg, on the earthly realm right now, money is blinding the eyes of people and driving this. Continue to push forward with these mRNA vaccines, mRNA shots, because they're not vaccines, mRNA shots. And in the spiritual realm, I think it's Satan getting the world, as we said, prep for the mark of the beast. And again, the more they can push these and the more people take them, the more side effects we're seeing. So it's a double whammy in the physical and spiritual realm. Yeah. Um I would like to see an extreme consequence. I would like to see those that had that n- knowing what this was all about. Yeah. Yeah. And they invested and we're talking about our elected officials. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Pe- people that were in the know. Yeah. People should be held accountable. There's through, no the, doubt. through the IRS, I'm going to come in and I'm going to seize those ill-gotten gains, and I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to distribute those gains to the families that have been directly impacted. Yeah, the shot injuries. Through deaths and injuries. Shot injuries is a great way to summarize that. That's that's what I'm doing that's not going to make things right, but at least it's going to help in some form or fashion and that we don't see people like that profit off of the deaths of untold people at this point. Well, again, remember what the Bible talks about, Greg, in the last days, it says that there will be those that will be making ill-gotten gains, making large amounts of money, and they'll They'll, they'll be defiling the entire world. As a matter of fact, we've talked that, about it. That's that's the the we're talking about Babylon, right? And the merchants. Great and all Babylon of that. Yes, defiling great Babylon, the world yes. with pharmakia. Yeah, uh, I know that is pharmaceuticals. It's pro- it's prof- all of this is prophetic. I truly believe that this whole push for all these mRNA shots in the future and all these things that are happening, it is a fulfillment. I think of Revelation. That talked about defiling the world with pharmaceuticals, defiling yeah. the world with pharmacia. This is a big part of it. It's not the only thing. You can include some of the, you know, uh, now it looks like, you know, not nearly as bad, but, you know, some of the other drugs that people get hooked on or whatever. But it's all a part of that, Greg. And here's the thing. You're seeing it pushed worldwide. And now, again, the WHO, they're talking about making these things mandatory. Uh, and the President uh, Biden right now is set to sign, and, and maybe that's where I'm hoping God's going to stop that from happening. He's set to sign some treaty with the, uh, the WHO that gives them the right, even over America, to force mandate no. these things. Now, again, what's going to happen is... It's unconstitutional to get fought in the courts. Well, I know what I'm saying. Yeah. What they're saying is, I know. legally, they've gotten around that. Mm. Now, here's what we'll find out. The bottom line is, look, even if they've gotten around it legally... Uh, you're going to see a big portion of Americans who are just going to say no. And there is a time that you say no to the government. I know the Bible says come under the governing authorities. There is a time biblically you say no to the government. Um, I look at Daniel. We're going to be covering it this Sunday. When they, yeah. they said you have to bow down to no, no one else but the king. Daniel said, no, I'm going to bow down to my God. He broke the laws because that was the law of their land. He broke the law of that land three times a day to continue to do what God called him to do, and 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 God protected him. Sometimes we suffer for it. Sometimes we don't. Whatever the case might be, but if the government, if we're st- if we start getting commanded to do things that we that go against our conscience, right? Then we're to say no to that, regardless of whatever. You're not you're not in disobedience to Revelation. I mean, to uh, Romans thirteen. If you do that, 
We are to come under the governing authorities as long as they don't tell us to go against the word of God and our conscience with God. When they tell us to go against the word of God and our conscience with God, we have a higher authority that we have to answer to. And we say no to that. We turn to the God of the Bible. And you know what? If you're going to throw me to the lions, throw me to the lions. Uh, because that's how it is. And we'll trust God with the outcome. In Daniel's case, of course, God protected him. And now we all know that story very well. But that's, yeah. that's a classic example of, of that kind of situation. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, and I'll just give a plug, too. You know, if uh, you don't have a church or uh, you want to follow along with us, I encourage you... Uh, uh, Calvary Knoxville uh, this Sunday morning. Uh, Pastor Mark continues in Daniel. Uh, we just uh, finished uh, with uh, Daniel in, in the Cyrus situation, and Daniel now five. Daniel five, and now more onslaught against Daniel because of the stand that he's taking. Yeah, and yet, but yet, we're going to see another God miracle in the midst. That's right. Of that's right, and and that's what we're really hoping for. You know, in the midst of this you know, oppression, you know, coming towards us that we get another God miracle. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, God will use these. If you let God work in your life, he will use these things to make you bold and make you strong. And I love how God made Daniel uh, like a lion before he threw them in front of him. Yeah. Because then they couldn't touch him. No. And he was an older man at that point, too. In his right? 80s. Yeah, in his and 80s. Totally, totally vulnerable physically. Yeah. Anybody, if you're young, you'd have exactly, been vulnerable. Yeah. But the point is. <laughs> it's a lion. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it's a lion facing the lions. Yeah. And uh, it's a great thing. We'll yeah. talk about that more on Sunday. We will. But right now, we're going to talk about some good news as we wrap up yes. this edition of Signs of the Times. Uh, this is from Israel Today. Jewish pop star finds joy in Jesus. You gotta wonder if she's ostracized now in the Jewish probably, community for this. Probably so, but 60s sensation Helen Shapiro shares her journey from Jewish youth, skeptical of Christians, to now a follower of Yeshua or Jesus. Just as the swinging 60s started to gain momentum, a Jewish teenager from the east end of London took a pop world by storm. She was a teenager with a string of hits. Her first, Don't Treat Me Like a Child, she was a child, was appropriate <laughs> enough for Helen. She was only 14 at the time. That was in 61. It reached number three in the charts. Get this, Greg. I didn't realize this. By 1963, she was bigger than the Beatles. Oh, my. For a time. Yes. For a time. They actually accompanied her. They were the second thing on her UK tour. They were her group that let it all before she came out. Um, she recalls with affection the nostalgia, the banter she shared on the bus with John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Uh, it was during this time uh, in February 1963 that they came out with Please Please Me and the Fab Four had their first number one. Helen also made a number one around this time with her classic upbeat number, Walking Back to Happiness, but says the lyrics of the song were not fulfilled until August 26, 1987, over 20 years later, wow. when she found Jesus Christ as her Messiah. Isn't that great? That is wonderful. And, and here's the question. Have you found Jesus as your Messiah? Look, guys, we talked about a lot today. We talk about a lot every week. And I, we don't always do this every show, but we have. I want to do this now. Look, if you've been hearing some of this and God is convicting you right now, you, you God's opened your eyes for the first time. I do believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world, and he's the only hope for mankind, because he is. And if God has shown you that, it's as simple right now, wherever you are, to stop and just say, God, please forgive me. I'm a sinner. Confess your sin to him. And then repent. It means turn from your sin. No longer do it. Turn away. 180 degrees away from it. And say, Jesus, I believe you died for me on the cross. I'm turning from my sin. I'm turning to you. I'm giving my life to you. Come and save me. I'm going to follow you the rest of my days. And not just the rest of your days will be secure, but your eternity in heaven. What a great gift from God. What a great message for you. What joy that can bring into your heart right now if you simply respond. Don't be stubborn. Don't be prideful. This world has nothing to offer you. All of us are going to be dead soon because we don't live that long regardless. Whether we get sick or not, we don't live that long. 
Why not have our eternity secure, knowing that we've put our faith in Jesus Christ, and now we have our place in the kingdom of God waiting on us? Respond today to that. Yeah, absolutely. There's no time like the present. In the Bible encourages that. You know, today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. Yeah, today may be someone's day. Absolutely. Well, we trust that if that's you, uh, that you'll contact us at the church, uh, Calvary Knoxville, because uh, we would love to hear from you. And for the rest of you, don't forget the waymedia.net for all things Signs of the Times related, as well as WIAM streaming 24-7. Come to the table and the ever-growing media library of Calvary Knoxville, where you can watch Pastor Mark's teachings from the book of Daniel that he's currently doing on Sunday morning. We'll do more of this next Friday right here on Signs of the Times.